This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us weekdays. We're here from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. On the weekend on AMI-tv, you can check out the best of Kelly and Ramya. AMI-audio, you can find us at 4 p.m. That's the first uh, edition of our program, and then, of course, repeated on AMI-audio. Wherever you're listening in around the world via AMI-audio, maybe through TuneIn, OOTunes, or, or, or off of uh, AMI+. Plus. Glad to have you around. Thank you. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. And, you know, usually on this Monday of the month, we check in with our friend Devin Wilkins for our guide dog and service animal report, but we're switching things around. And Beth Deere is joining us for this. and She's got lots of personal experience, but we are going to get into some things that are actually going on uh, outside of our own experiences too, Beth. But how's it going? It's going good. And as you guys know for sure, I could talk guide dogs, service dogs, even pet dogs, like nonstop. <laughs> and it's cats. actually an obsession. And other and cats, things. And, and babies. babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah, list I've goes on. It, I've got it all. Kelly's like, thank goodness we cats. only have 15 minutes. Yeah, well, I don't hear a lot about yeah, cats. We do on our pre-show meetings, maybe. No, you're right. I don't think yeah. any of us no, have we, cats. You, all talk, you talk all the dogs, No, Jeff right? has cats. I have cats. Oh, he does. I have cats, too. Oh, do you? I didn't know yeah. you didn't had know cats. All these dogs take the main show. And babies. They do, and the babies. Oh, I understand yeah, babies, the babies, for yeah. sure. I understand yeah. that. Okay. Sorry, George, that's my cat. Oh. <laughs> so where do you want to start? You want to start with personal experience? Because oh, we both yeah, share this I one. Think, yeah, I think we should. So last week we had our AMI Christmas party, and, um, you know, we all had some drinks. It was a really fun afternoon. Um, some of us went out for dinner afterwards, Um and yeah, I kind of went and had a nightcap at the hotel that a few of us were staying at. And Ramia actually, it was booking an Uber to go home. And me and my I white cane. Take, yeah, and I needed to take Patronus outside to go to the toilet before we went um, back to our room. So I said, "There's to a her toilet out there for dogs." Wait with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Kelly. Mark. You know huh. how this works. Mark. Don't be yeah, silly. I do. Come on. I heard the hotel people saying, you know, I've heard them saying, "Come on." <laughs> yeah Watch, please. We, got, we got outside as Ramia's uber was pulling up and that's exactly what they did they didn't stop pulling up and they just kept driving and they drove away yeah call it a drive-by <laughs> they saw me and patrona stood with her we obviously weren't even gonna get in there but silly uberman didn't know that guilt and, by association um, uh-huh yeah and well, it's the Uber because obviously they give you the uh, license, license plate. plate. Yeah. And yeah, they did say that it was the Uber. So I mean, I don't, I don't love these situations. Obviously, it sucks. Poor Rami had to wait outside in the cold for even longer to wait for the next and Uber. Bertha and Popo. Yeah. So, so did this? Did this guy stop to uh, like he reached down. out? Like you knew. Oh, it was that, the typical, uh, that you, right? You were suspicious, right? That he yeah. went by, but yes, did you not? Yes. You, Beth, you asked her something about de a decline, or or what was the text uh, that you got after he decided we're not picking you up? 
So, like, literally, I, like, Rum just, like, looked at her phone and it just said, like, the Uber was cancelled mm-hmm. because that's what they do. They, they're they able to cancel it from their end at any time. And I've had this in the past, too, where it's been very cold in stupid old Edmonton where it's been, like, minus 30 for weeks on end, which I hate. But anyway, like, there was a time where, you know, my husband wasn't able to take me into the office when we still had an office here in Edmonton and... Same thing, poor Patronus and me are stood outside and the car pulls up and they continue to pull away mm-hmm. and cancel the Uber because they don't want a dog in their car. And mm. it was really interesting because the last time I had a meeting with um, one of the guide dog trainers from the school I got Patronus from, she actually gave me a number that Uber has started for... <laughs> service dog denials that's practically had this on speed dial Mm -hmm. i did i was like as you should though yeah yeah Yeah. but it's sad because it's so frequent you need to have it like that it's ridiculous but number two is like it's great in the sense that as you're reacting as this is happening you can immediately call the number and make uh, it right. the case exactly. right you're not and, and then you can get they can say to the drive why 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 did you cancel why was mm-hmm. that canceled well and exactly. and it goes from there and and the thing that i've been actually really impressed with so we called i i'll be honest it's not just for service dogs because at first the guy was like oh like you guys are missing your food. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah. Assuming it's like that good Uber eats. Yes, but, yes. Um, hey, cancel and he's eating my order. Explained, he was actually super helpful, and I did ask, like, does anything actually happen to the drivers that deny service dogs, or do they just get a slap on the wrist and you know they continue about their day and can continue to deny people? Um, but he did say that it there's kind of like a system where you know at first they try and educate them, even though all their drivers are fully aware that they can't deny service dogs. Um, uh, so at first they educate them, and if it's something that happens more than once, then they do get suspended. Yeah, yeah. So, and well, I wonder, I wonder what the reason is. Job. Like, I wonder when mm-hmm. asked or when they they cancel. I've got to assume there's a reason that they have to stay. Because I mean, let's be fair. Let's say somebody's getting abused. They pull up and some of you took too long with it and screaming. And there's reasons they may have to cancel the ride outside of what we're talking about. So there's got to yeah. be an area where when they, they refuse or cancel it, that they have to identify why. I wonder how. Well, that's why it's all allegedly, say, right? It's more about how many complaints in this yeah, regard yeah, yeah. is being sent. No, no, to I Uber. get that. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is what do they say and when that opportunity. Because some of people. Well, what I'm they sure, say? I mean, I've heard well, everything well, under no, the sun. But, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There's probably sometimes just simply say, because they have a dog, and they say, well, then you must have failed the class. Right. Right. How did you yeah. pass? Yeah, because did you take that's this That's what class? I would like to know. Is exactly. I'd like to know mm-hmm. how many of them honestly think they have the right to do that. Yeah. How they're missing. Yeah. And that would be an Uber training issue of how these oh, it's people It's an Uber missing. accountability issue. Like, I mean, all these well, people period, with disabilities. Right? Exactly. All these people with disabilities are ordering Ubers left and right all the time. Yeah. And yet, yeah. uh, you know, it's not. And, and, it's, and it's told to us that you can't deny, um, and legally as well, obviously, that you can't deny a person with this guide dog or service oh. animal. And then you have all these drivers uh, running around being like, well, Doing I'm it. allergic. Exactly. Yep. I don't want well, them and, on and, my leather seats. And again, seats. 
My question there is, if there, if this comes up in training and you say, well, I, I can't because I'm allergic, what what are we supposed to tell? Like, if you were told that and you were training and you said, well, hold on, guys, so I want to be a driver here, but I have an allergy to dogs. Well, then they either tell you, sorry, you can't be a driver here. Or something. These are the steps that are getting missed somewhere. Yes, Or of people course. are lying because yeah. well, they need the job. Well, that is interesting yep. about the allergies because that's a question I've asked previously when I've gone through this because I have gone through this multiple times um if if a driver is allergic to dogs they um essentially will have to wait until you then get another uber because obviously right. there are drivers that are, are allergic to dogs sure, and they sure. have to have um like it has like uber makes them go to the doctors give medical proof mm. like I don't think they take it lightheartedly, like if you claim no. you're allergic. Yeah. Because and they shouldn't. You shouldn't just be able to say that. Client. Obviously not. Yeah. 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 Like, like, why would 100%. I take a job if I could drive as a person who's not, if I was, if I was truly hateful towards animals, you, why would I ever take mm -hmm. a job where they're in my right, car? Right. Like, why would you be so foolish? Yeah, exactly. Money. But in, you know, when you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, like, you must very rarely actually come across a dog. Like, certainly. Think about how many people are taking Ubers. It's probably like one in 100 that you actually have to pick up a service dog. Right. It, like, in my opinion, at least. Like, it's probably so rare mm. that, like, wouldn't it just be easier to, like, suck it up and just go on with it? Well, <laughs> well, and you know in the training, they don't spend that much time on it. No. They, would, they just say, oh, you've got to take it and move along because mm -hmm. of and the honestly, rarity. And honestly, and I hate doing this. I hate, you know, um, comparing or saying, like, prioritize this over that. But at the end of the day, it is law. It's legislation. It we That's shouldn't right. be even, That's right. you know, we shouldn't even be humming and hawing about the training. It's bottom line, you cannot refuse service animals, That's period. Right. And so, Uber should be yeah. afraid exactly. of that recourse. Well, clearly, and they need to understand that they're dealing with basically a freelance system where everybody and anybody can sign up to be an Uber, you know, yeah. give or take, a driver, and you need to uh, reprimand or deal with these things in a systematic form. So obviously they're yeah, they're getting well, somewhere with it, and well, this and, is just yeah, another story are. to add to the books. But, and, but, and our system yeah. must show I that it's not happening. There's not enough in that sense of recourse or else it just wouldn't be exactly. happening. Yeah. And but I think for me, one of my biggest frustrations is the fact that like I am someone who is very happy to advocate and educate. And like the annoying thing is they don't even stop. So like right. it's not even like I can be like, listen, I am legally blind. This dog provides me a service. This is what the dog does for me. If you are uncomfortable with the dog because you're scared of the dog, I will make sure the dog does not come near you. Mm -hmm. But this is why I have this dog. And I feel like anytime I've encountered a denial and I've been able to speak to someone and be like, this is an opportunity for you to learn about a blind person with a guide dog and so that, you know, if you come into contact with this again in the future, you know how to behave properly. And like, I am very happy. And in fact, I enjoy having those conversations with people because 99% right. of the time they come out of that conversation being like, I am so sorry that I did that to you. I didn't understand. I will show them my card that has my government stamp on it. I will, you know, explain why Patronus just isn't a regular pet dog. Yeah. And yeah, as I say, 99% of the time people apologize and yeah, that 
they're, they're, they're so willing and they're happy that they learned exactly but for that to and happen that's what's so frustrating with uber is because like there isn't that learning opportunity no. or like that, and it directly like, correlates like our experience mm-hmm. directly correlates with us for most of the uh time not being able to even see the vehicle to confirm that this was an uber mm-hmm. like even that you're that's if right. you were on your own on the street and there was no sighted person you wouldn't even know what happened if your uber yeah. head pulled up half the time because they're trying to keep from conflict exactly. or anything like that but <laughs> they're just trying you to don't run away get a from chance the situation. To, to be bothered yeah, right because it, it's yeah. built in to allow them yeah. Go ahead. um okay betsy do you want to tell us one more thing before we um yes sure so i do have several other stories but i'm going to pick my favorite it's a terrible thing but there was a man with a service dog who was screamed at by a mother because her son wanted to pet the dog because he loves dogs. <laughs> oh my and God. this poor man with PTSD and anxiety had to defend himself and, you oh know, explain God. to this lady why his the kid couldn't touch his dog, whilst also the dog was nudging him to be like, you need to sit down, you're about to have an anxiety oh. attack. I know, this mm. poor, poor man. He said afterwards he went and sat down for half an hour by himself with his dog. And it took him that long to unwind and get to a point where he was able to get back up and like move on. Um, I guess there was a husband with this mother and child and he actually came over to the man and said, I am so sorry for the way my my wife and kid behaved. And I guess as the man was walking away with his dog, the kid started screaming bloody murder. Oh, And I've actually had this before where I've said no to a child paying Patronus and they have thrown like a full-blown tantrum. Wow. I did the parents not understand? experienced this before. The, or the, did the parents else. understand that? What, that what, you know, um, like you saying no, those folks? Yeah. It was a grandma and she was kind of, oh. like, I think she was that grandma that's like, oh, but like, this is my grandkid. Like, they deserve everything. Oh, my, kids, my <laughs> um, kid is special. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah, I've and, only seen the opposite in, in personal, like, anecdotal too, circumstances. Was, like, for the most part. Yeah, where parents or, like, the, the person accompanying the child will oh. actually explain, this is a service animal or this is a mm-hmm. guide dog. I don't think we can pet them or we need to ask permission. And that makes me very happy and pleased. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. 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 I, I always find it funny. I, I find it funny because I was out with a friend one day and that's what was said. They, they, they said, hey, uh, we were on a bus and... They said, there's a person, can can I pet your dog? And he said, oh, I'm sorry, no, he's working. Working? He's just laying there. Looks like he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's not the same kind was, of work. I was no like, help. I was, I was in Walmart, and honestly, I could hear this kid screaming from across the store. And Walmart is like, there's barely any tiny Walmarts. Like, this kid <laughs> threw a massive hissy fit. And, like, the grandma was polite, but you could tell that her nose was, like, definitely out of joint. Um yeah. But again, I just use all those kind of like opportunities, if you will, to like educate people and be like, yeah, sorry, okay. like if he was la- like, I, my kind of rule is if Patronus is laying down, uh, you know, like he was at a Christmas party, he was just laying under the table. If someone comes up and says, can I pet him? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's just chilling right now. Yes, he's got his harness on and he's ready to work whenever, but right now he's having a little bit of downtime. Mm. So sure, if you want to say hi to him, fine. But if he is actually in motion, like he was when we were at Walmart, no, sorry, my dog is not stopping to be yeah. distracted by you, that you know, so that you can have him. That's just Who not knows? How it works. The next question might be like, "Can I give him a treat?" No. Okay, we need to yeah. get out of here. Beth, thank you so much. We will Always. chat with you uh, later, maybe later this week.
Beth Deer joins us for our uh, monthly guide dog service animal report today. And usually this is time we spend with Devin Wilkins. So glad we got that in for December. That child's in Walmart screaming louder than somebody not allowing Rumya to have chocolate at Walmart. Mm. Coming up next, folks, on Know Your Rights, Danielle McLaughlin speaks with the Honorable Francis Kitely. We're going to be talking about a project that involves Afghan women judges who are now living in Canada. Please stick around. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Rumya return in a minute. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.